You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, produced by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp, and I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. You can follow me on Twitter, at J.J. Leahy, to stay up to date on all things Packers, or to submit questions. Today's going to be a quickie episode. Today's going to be a posted late episode, but we're going to do a little bit of a catch-up, because it's been kind of a crazy week around here, both for me personally and for the Packers. To kick things off, the Packers have finally dipped their toe into free agency, signing someone who was not already previously on their team. Long snapper Joe Fortunato. Really exciting. I know. I'll tell you about that in just a second. Don't forget they did go out and sign the top running back in free agency, Aaron Jones. They brought him back, as well as signing the top left tackle in the entire league. But there's not a lot of money, which is why guys like Corey Lindsley, the best center in the league, have had to leave the team, unfortunately. Lindsay, of course, got a massive payday. He is now the highest paid center in the league. You know that already, I'm sure. So what have the Packers been able to do with their limited wallet? Well, they brought back Kevin King. Obviously a highly controversial move, and the reaction from fans on social media has been not of the best. But let's put a couple things into perspective. King has been signed to a contract worth up to $6 million. That does not mean we're going to pay him $6 million. Details on the new contract have not been made public yet, but my assumption is this contract will come in around two and a half to maybe $3 million in base salary with a lot of incentives built in, just like Preston Smith. Now, if you're going to say that Kevin King is not worth that, you're crazy. That would be a phenomenal contract for the Packers and for Kevin King. Remember, Gutekunst does not want to go into the draft. He never does. Being handcuffed to having to draft a position early to find a starter. In 2019, he did draft Rashawn Gary at the position that he thought was the most important on the team. But first, he went out and grabbed Zadarius and Preston in free agency. Last year, when wide receiver and linebacker were considered very high positions of need, he went out and signed Christian Kirksey and Devin Funchess. He's certainly doing the same thing here bringing in a guy on an affordable deal that he knows could be a backup plan. If we don't get a guy in the draft that we want, at least there's still Kevin King, and he's not done terrible the last couple of years for the Packers. At least you're not regressing. Now, I'm not defending Kevin King as an extremely talented player, but it is important to note that in 2020, he allowed just four touchdowns, two of which came in the final game of the season, unfortunately, and he allowed zero touchdowns in 2019. Point being, you can do a lot worse than Kevin King. And to all the Josh Jackson truthers out there, I love Josh Jackson, but he couldn't beat Kevin King out the last two years to get on the field at all. His only playing time would come when Kevin King was injured, and he didn't look that good when he was on the field. Not to worry, the Packers do seem highly interested in trying to find a corner in the draft as well. So far, Brian Gutekunst has gone in person to watch Asante Samuel, Greg Newsom, J.C. Horn, and Patrick Sertan's pro days. 
The other position they seem to value really highly right now is offensive linemen, particularly tackle. In free agency, they kick the tires on Patriots center David Andrews, Chiefs center Austin Ryder, and Dolphins center Matt Skura. And then in the draft, Gutekunst has attended the pro days of Rashawn Slater, Jackson Carmen, Dylan Raddins, and Alex Leatherwood. Clearly, if the right guy is available at their pick, they're going to target cornerback or offensive tackle first. I would expect them to bring in an offensive lineman yet in free agency. And being armed with Kevin King, Josh Jackson, and unnamed free agent offensive lineman, that gives Gutekunst the flexibility to draft whoever he wants at that position should someone else drop into a range such as a really talented wide receiver. Coming up next, the Packers also re-signed tight end Mercedes Lewis. Again, we don't have full contract details, but it's allegedly for two years for $8 million. There is $2.1 million guaranteed. The general consensus from everyone I have seen is that this is probably not actually a two-year $8 million deal, that there is some funny money involved. But even if it's not, $4 million for a veteran tight end who is a massive leader in that locker room is not the worst thing in the world. Now, I got some background on our new free agent long snapper, but real quickly first, the Packers have restructured Mason Crosby's contract, adding void years to it, and they've also restructured Adrian Amos a second time, apparently. That gave them room to re-sign Kevin King. However, now they need to find a way to free up money for Mercedes Lewis. And since you no longer allowed to be over the cap, that means that they have, in fact, already freed up that room. We just don't know how yet. Aaron Rodgers, however, is apparently getting a new contract of some sort, whether that's going to be adding some void years, maybe adding on one-year extension. We're not really sure yet, but where there's this much smoke, there has to be some fire. And we've heard a lot of reports that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are working towards some sort of a contract restructure. But the thing is, the Packers don't need any permission at all from Rodgers just to do a restructure. They also already paid out his roster bonus, which they could have restructured to free up some cap space. The Wisconsin State Journal reported back on March 5th that the Packers reached out to Aaron Rodgers' agent as early as the NFC Championship game to talk about restructuring his contract in some way. Does that mean a pay cut for Aaron Rodgers? It seems unlikely that you would ask the guy who just won MVP to take a pay cut. Maybe they're adding void years to it. We'll probably know pretty quickly. Long snapper Joe Fortunato, this is the first free agent the Packers have brought in from another team certainly won't be the last. However, this is an interesting case. The last time he actually played in a football game was 2015. That was his senior year at Delaware. Since then, he did spend at least the 2020 season as a Dallas Cowboy. However, he did not play in any games. Like so many NFL players, Fortunato started out as a quarterback in high school. They ended up moving him to long snapper where he excelled. He was a long snapper for two years in high school and then offered an opportunity to walk on with the Delaware Blue Hens actually earning a full football scholarship for the last two years of his college career. Joe said he took great pride in being a guy who nobody knew his name because he never messed up, which, in fairness, is the only reason you would ever know a long snapper's name. Since college, he has been working as a kicking coach for Five Star Kicking, a special teams instruction camp. Now, our current long snapper, Hunter Bradley, had a pretty rough 2020 season. There were many games, especially toward the end of the season, where he was a pretty significant liability. We've had Coach Hahn on here a number of times to talk about the issues he was seeing there. Having some competition at the long snapper position in training camp probably would benefit Hunter Bradley greatly, and if he can't live up to it, then we have a new long snapper. Don't forget, it was just in 2019 that they had a kicking competition after Mason Crosby's terrible 2018 season. And of course, we're grading on a curve here. This would be a terrible season by Mason Crosby's standards, not by most kicker standards. 
That does it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packer Net podcast hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and join the Packer Net podcast Facebook group. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.